episode 68. Mother lovers, this is Elena Turley, your host, and welcome to the Unboxable Podcast, a place for mothers who are seeking holistic health and maybe a new way to look at a few things. Please enjoy this episode. Hello and welcome back. I have with me today a lovely lady. Her name is Lisa Kay. Hello, Lisa. Hi, how are you? Hi, I'm good. So I'd love to know if I just put you on the spot for a second, tell me. Yeah, sure. Your name, maybe the name of your business, where you are, and what you love to do. Okay, so my name is Lisa Kay. I go by Lisa Kay because my my real last name is too hard for people to to say or speak. But uh, <laughs> Lisa Kay is easy, and my that's really the name of my business. I go by that. And what I do is I teach people how to make better decisions with their intuition. So I am an intuition teacher. I am considered an intuition expert. It's something that I've been working at for a long time. So I didn't start out as a natural. It's something that I was very, very interested in and learned a lot about it. And so that's what I do. So I now teach people online how to develop their intuition so they can use it in their lives and anything that they want, access it on demand. And and yeah, and that's it, make better decisions. And whereabouts are you in the world, Lisa? Oh, yes. That was the other question. I am in the United States. I'm in New York. Mm. What part of New York? I am actually a little bit north of the city, of New York City. And we live in the suburbs, but we love it. We love it here because the city is just so vibrant and it's got so much going on. And I've lived here most of my life. And, you know, I don't think I I, I could probably live anywhere, but I, I don't think uh, yeah, we both, my husband and I don't want to go. We've thought about it. Where, where would we go? I don't think, I don't think we go anywhere else. Now, yeah. that doesn't mean that we, we, you know, we love to travel too. But that's the great thing about New York is that you can jump on a plane and get anywhere within a stop or two. And, yeah. and, and then when you're, when you're not, say, we're, we're, we're not traveling around the world. I mean, the city has everything to offer that, that you can get anywhere pretty much. Mm. So it's yeah, it's cool. a, great city. I went there for a month in the year 2000 and my dad and his wife were living at International House, which is student oh, God, accommodation yeah, yes. for Columbia University, right? It's amazing. And That's where my parents met. No way. Small world. Yeah. That is funny. It's so International House to paint a picture is basically a building near or on the campus of Columbia University and it it's just a block of flats, you know, but they're small, but kind of big for student accommodation, I guess, because it's older. But but it's kind of cool because it's just all people who are studying amazing things at Columbia University, right? And yeah. it's in a great part of the city as well. And, and, and I've never been there. You know, really? I've, never, I've never been inside. I've been outside. And it's always like, oh, that's where my parents met. That's yeah. cool. <laughs> well, I stayed yeah. there for a month and it was it was so interesting just on their couch, you know. And I was 28, I guess. And it was a really interesting experience. And actually, while I was there, Nelson Mandela visited, would you believe? And it wow. was the it was the something the anniversary, maybe 75th, I don't know, something anniversary of, of International House or some sort of bequest that mm-hmm. the Rockefellers had made. 
to the mm. university and so the Rockefellers were there and it was like this amazing, wow. we got to see Nelson Mandela. And that's crazy. And I'm not going to take up, I'm not going to take up our whole podcast with this story, but it's worth telling. So first of all, I had seen Nelson Mandela before in Sydney and I had strangely, I have this strange thing that happens where I keep ending up in the same space as him when he was alive. And, and I was fired from my job. I was really young. I was like early twenties and I got incorrectly pinned with a robbery at the shoe place that I worked at. It was like a shoe warehouse and, and fashion house. And I was the youngest member of staff and I was going to parties at that time. They just assumed that I had nefarious links and had organized this robbery. Of course I had not. <laughs> and so I got let go of very, you know, they were really pissed off, right? So they just went, see you later. And I was like, what's going on? But I was kind of happy because it meant I could go and see Nelson Mandela in Sydney. So that day, I went to the Sydney Opera House forecourt and saw him for the first time. It was remarkable. Like you can feel him from, you know, really? 200 meters away. Like it's remarkable. He, wow. he changed the space and it was a massive space at Sydney Harbour, you know, it was incredible. And then I saw him again at International House at Columbia University when he came to speak. And this was a room with a few hundred people, you know, it was a very small, mm. I don't know how we got to be invited. It was Really incredible. So there we are. And I remember as I was coming in, or for some reason, I was down on the floor when he walked past me, right past me. And and again, I think David Rockefeller was there. It was a remarkable experience. He really changes the space, that man. That's amazing. Like that he has that presence and that energy. Even talking about it, I get goosebumps. Oh, gosh. I mean, it, it kind of shows, you know, in a way, why, you know, why he was feared uh, yes. by the yes. government. You know, right. That, because he had such power, such energy that could touch people. Yeah. Today's episode is brought to you by the Soul Mama Membership. It is a safe space online for mothers, and it is specifically created for women to access a community, a nurturing community that provides gentle accountability and encourages you to walk step-by-step, small choice-by-small choice towards a holistic and healthy lifestyle. It really just allows you to become more relaxed, have more fun, and show up as the best mum and human possible. Visit www.soulmamahub.com. That's S-O-U-L-M-A-M-A-H-U-B. Nice one, ladies. How would you explain that? Like from your through your lens, when you when you talk about sensing information in the body, so so when a person walks past you and you feel that energy, how would you explain that? How would you filter that? Well, everything is made of energy, right? And that, and that's that's something that I think is bandied about. I'm going to say a little frivolously. It's overused. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it is. But so you know, one of the things that I I'm infinitely curious and I've always wanted to learn all, everything. And so one of the things I loved most was science. So I studied a lot of science in my college years. And, and I, I learned about physics and math and biology and psychology, you name it. And, and it is true that everything is made up of energy and that basically energy cannot be, it cannot be created nor destroyed. It can only be transformed. So, and that is based in physics. 
And so therefore, everything is energy. It's all the same stuff. And that stuff, that energy is in our thoughts. It's in our physical being or even our physical molecules are made up of that energy. And it's all tied together. It's all the same thing. And I think it's not and so it also it's not bound to us. Our you know our our energy can it goes beyond our our physical body. That part of us, that energetic body, go can extend beyond us. I I think it's part of the sea, what they call the sea of energy that makes up everything. And so therefore, that sea of energy is a way we're we're able to touch and connect with other things, other energetic. I guess transformations, if you want to call it, you know, so whether it's a person, whether it's their thoughts, whether it's the energy that they're giving off from their energetic body, we can be in that space, be near them and still feel it. We don't have to touch them. We don't have to interact with them. We can feel it. And and that's the medium, if you will, by which I believe we have, we can, we get intuitive information and some people call it psychic information. and we're able to connect with that in that way. Now we do it naturally, we're just not aware of it. And and I think, you know, some people have a stronger, I guess what 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 goes through their energetic field, their presence, their personality, their thoughts, their emotions is can be stronger than other people. Yes. And what whatever thoughts they have, and they say that energy is follows thought and it can be manipulated with thought. And so whatever presence he had came from his being, from who he felt he was, who he thought he was, the way he thought, the way he, he is as a person, all that, you know, mind, body, spirit, the emotions, the thought and all that is all one thing. And that's in that energy. And since it goes beyond the body, you know, when you're physically close, closer to someone like that, you feel that. Yeah. And it affects you. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I agree. And I feel like those people, in a way, if I, if I borrow from your description, those people that change a room when they walk into it, have a presence, as we call it. I feel like those people are really good at connecting. So beyond mm -hmm. their own self. So those those people, it feels like they are good at just contacting that network of energy that we are all touched by in the air, mm. the sea of energy. And so we feel it. I feel like they're just better at going, okay, I'm just going to plug in. You know, I'm going to plug into that network and I'm going to connect to it. And as you say, I think we are all interconnected. And, and similarly, when I did end up going to see Nelson Mandela that day in Sydney, I had this huge intention to do that. So I, I thought, oh my gosh, I would do anything to go and see him today before I went to work that day. And then this crazy turn of events occurs. And, you know, that doesn't always happen. Like, I don't believe that every time you think about something the right way, you manifest it. I don't believe that, but I do believe mm. that it has power. And I do believe sure. that sometimes that does happen. And I have experienced that many times in my life really weirdly specifically as well. So like once I, I decided when I was in my 20s, I was desperate for a car. I didn't have a car and I started dreaming. And this is interesting. I'd love to talk to you about this daydreaming. And I was mm -hmm. daydreaming and visualizing, which is the same thing. 
having this very specific car, which was a VW Golf. And the next day, my brother rang me. Actually, his his dad, my stepdad, rang me and said, "Oh, I, I gave I gave your brother a car, but he doesn't want it. And now I don't know what to do with it. It's a VW Golf. Do you want it?" And I was like, "Yeah." And it was like beaten up, daggy old. I should have been more specific that I wanted a new one, but yes. <laughs> so it was, <laughs> but it was a really beaten up, daggy old car. But I got my VW Golf. You know, within a couple of days of thinking about it, and. Like, I'm not a huge one to talk about, you know, think about something and you'll attract it. Like, think about a million dollars and it falls in your lap. I don't agree it's necessarily that simple, but sometimes it is. So Yeah, I I'd think so. I'd love to hear you talk about that a little bit. So talk to well, me about the, the link between the daydreams and the realities. Or or manifesting or the law yeah. of attraction. Yeah. How does that all work? Again, I you know, I see one of the things that I I wanted to do is I wanted to know how everything works right yeah so that part of that was the you know looking into science and learning about it and and studying it and then through that I could see how there's interconnections and and also I also studied uh, metaphysical sciences which is really Mm. touching upon these kinds of things and manifesting and thoughts are things and thought create things and attracts things and and I think that if you couple the law of attraction with your intuition, it's going to help you manifest things more quickly. Yes. And that, that is because, you know, you put that intention out there to the universe and you, and you have with it the, the desire and that the, you know, if you yes. believe what Abraham Hicks says is that the universe wants for you what you want. Yes. And it's it's all there for you and that what you need to do is basically ask for it and put that intention out there like you did that you wanted to Nelson Mandela or if you wanted a car yeah it's like you have that <laughs> desire and I've had that too it's like well that's what I wanted and and then have the and let it go and not that's it, worry the letting it go whether it's going to appear or not I know and yes. that that's the hard part because the more you yes. want it the harder it is that you can believe that you're going to get it but and hard, it's harder to let it go but when you do that one of the things that happens I believe in the universe is that the universe is trying to help you and so the universe is going to come and give you a message it's going to say okay well maybe you need to you know do this before you do that before you get that yes and and it's going to do that by giving you an intuitive message and that intuitive message is going to say maybe go talk to that person or try this out or or go you know go look here read this book and and or it might say hey you know this is really where you need to go or this is what it is you know and and you know I'll give you an example one of the things that we did was we were looking for an apartment in the city. Basically, it was for my son because he was, you know, moving out of the house and mm. he was leaving school to go to college. And we, you know, we were looking for a place for him near the university. And but it was it, it was a place that really was for the family as well because you know at some point if he's not there, you know, we wanted a place for my husband and I because we love the city, like I said, and then we, maybe we could you know use it for long weekends and so on. So it was really for all of us and. There were three things that we wanted. I wanted a condo. I didn't want to co-op. Now, all apartments in the city now, they're, they're either condominiums or they're cooperatives. What does that mean, and condominium? So, yeah, okay. I guess you guys over there. So a condominium is basically it's where the, the people who live in the apartment <clears throat> building, they all own a piece of the rock, so to speak. 
So they, oh, yeah. they usually own like the outside and the common areas. You would own all the internal parts of the apartment, but you know, and so it, yeah. it becomes a group ownership. In Australia, and, we call and, that a strata, and it's yeah, ah, kind of compulsory. Okay. Yeah, like everybody, right. every building has to have something managing it, kind of thing. Yes, yes, and, okay. and there is ownership in that. But then, then there's also a something that's similar to that called a cooperative. But what that is, is that everybody owns everybody's stuff. Oh, wow. So, so everybody owns all of the building, all wow. of the apartments, everything. And they tend to be much more strict about their rules. Yeah. And it's often they're more rigid. And so I didn't want a co-op because right. of that. Mm. So I wanted a condo. And unfortunately, most of the buildings we were looking at were were co-ops. So that was a little bit hard. Then the yeah. second thing was that my son, and we did too, we, he wanted a pre-war building because they're beautiful. He's going to be yes. an architect. And they are from, you know, before World War II and they're beautifully made. And they're, they, at that time, before the war, early 1900s, a lot of them were made for people who had a little more money. And so they were very ornate, but they were and very classy and classic and beautiful hardwood floors and, you know, mm, gorgeous wrought iron railings and, and beautiful like skylights and things. And so he wanted that. My husband wanted a, a neighborhood that he was familiar with, which is more on the west side of this area. Okay, cool. That was friendly and, you know, he felt it was much more homey. So we, we started looking and we looked around and we could find, we might find a, a condo, but it, it wasn't a pre-war building. Yeah, like get and, two out and, of three. Yeah, we'd always get, get two yeah. out of three. <laughs> yeah. And it was like, so, or it was, you know, or as a condo, but it was, you know, or it was a, a nice pre-war building, but it was a co-op and yeah. <laughs> all those kinds of things. So we looked at, we probably looked at a hundred listings. We went to visit. 20 at least. Well, that's we a lot. weren't finding, yeah, mm. we, and we weren't finding anything. And there was, a, there was a fair amount of, there was a fair amount of, of opportunity out there. And so I thought, gosh, what am I going to do? You know, I, I have to, we're not finding the, the right thing. Yeah. And so I put it out to the universe and I said, you know, you know what we want. So, you know, we will take whatever you send yeah. to us. And then we go back. I went, we went back and did our thing. We, so we, now you can look at the listings and, and go. So we, we were working with a realtor. And so the realtor says, she goes, how about this part of the neighborhood? And we're like, no. Because <laughs> we went to school there and that place you don't go because that's where the drug dealers are. Right. Like, no, I don't think so. And she's like, no, it's different now. And it's like, well, I don't know, you know. And so I was searching more online and I found this building that was a pre-war building it was it was gorgeous inside it was redone it had all brand new appliances it was a condo and you know the neighborhood looked okay wasn't wasn't really quite sure about it and I, oh this is perfect so i told the realtor i said you know and we were looking for a one bedroom and and so she said and and it, it was a one bedroom so the realtor goes okay let me see if we can get you in to see it. And she called up and she couldn't get a response. So the basically the, the realtor who was representing it was ghosted her. 
And it was like, that's so weird. Then we find out that that particular apartment already had three bids on it. Oh, I see. And two of them were for cash. Whoa. We're like, you know, that's, yeah. that's crazy. Yeah. And so she said, well, you know, I said, well, you know, let's take a look anyway. Let's go take a look. Yeah. Well, she couldn't get this person on the phone. <laughs> you know what? She said, you know what? And then one day she says, you know, we're, we were having coffee, looking at other apartments. And she says, you know, we're about a block away from that other building. How about, and why don't we just, we have some time, now, 45 minutes. Why don't we just go over there and I, there's a rental you can look at. And it's, you know, it's obviously it's for rent. So, but you could get in, you could see what the building looks like, see what the. Yeah, get a feel. Like. It's like, all right. So we go in. And we go inside the, so we go in and it's gorgeous. There's marble floors, like the wrought iron mm, railings. It had, you know, a cute, quaint little elevator that was all wood paneled. And I was like, wow. so we go in there and we walk into this, into the apartment and we're walking down this beautiful long hallway, which my son loved because it, it's like a gallery, like in, in a yeah. museum where he could, he, you know, he's an architect, so he wants to put things up. Yeah. yeah. I love that. We walk in. And we walk into the kitchen and I open the refrigerator and I hear in my head, this is it. <laughs> this is the one. That's the one. And I was like, but this what? is a rental. And I was like, but, but this is, this is a rental. You know, this is a, you know, it's, it's not for sale. And then I hear it again. This is it. This is the one. And I'm like, oh, oh. Oh, wait a minute. This is a two bedroom. It's going to be way too expensive. Yeah. But I heard the voice and I know what the voice sounds like because I've trained. I've been you trained. Practiced. And, and yeah. Hear my intuition. Yeah. And so I thought, well, gee, I asked the realtor, do you think maybe this, the owner of the rental would be interested in selling? She says, mm -hmm. oh, why not? We could ask. I don't know. And, and I said, and in the meantime, she also told me that other apartment, now had all three cash bids for more money <laughs> than it was listed for. And I was like, oh my gosh. So anyway, so she asked this guy and he goes, yeah, he's interested in selling. I was like, oh, well, how, oh gosh, how much would he want? And so we came up with a number that was kind of low because, you know. Yeah. And, and, and she said, you know, I think you'd go a little lower. Wow. Okay. So we went a little lower and he accepted it. Wow. And that was that and easy. Like, oh my gosh. And it was and that then, easy. And, and that's what, and, and that was it. That was the dream apartment. It had everything we wanted. And we found out it had even more right. than what we originally looked for. It had like a full, fully equipped gym downstairs. It was across the street from Central Park. It was oh like, goodness, I'm going to go there now. Oh my God. That's it incredible. Was like crazy. But, but the, the point is, is that you have to work with the law of attraction, with your intuition. Yes. Because your intuition is going to tell you, you see, we would have never known. No, we but also taken there, looked at it, and left. And you took action. So it's not just of the, course, yes, right. So, so if we exactly. have to break it down into steps, okay. So, so it sounds like the first step is a clear instruction. You know, the first step yes. is this is what I want, and it's quite specific. Yes, you I think you have right? to. Yes, you know, but you also have to be willing. To, yes. You might say, I got it. I want this. I want exactly this. This is it. This is it. And, and that's another thing that happened. That was another mm -hmm. manifestation where I wanted this, this particular place. It was a, a school for my son. I wanted this mm -hmm. and we hammered it and hammered it. And, 
And it, you know, <laughs> two, three years went by and mm. he wasn't getting in, wasn't getting in. And finally I said, you know what? That's it. That's the next bit, right? I know what I want. Yes. Just, I'm, I will take whatever you bring me. Right. And that was another manifestation where then my intuition said, oh, you know what? Call this person. This person happened to be a friend of mine who worked there mm-hmm. at, this, at this other school. Mm. And I asked her, I said, you know, are you guys still, you know, are you open for, it was, it was late in the season. So I wasn't able to, I didn't think we were able to get in because right. it, it goes on seasons. And she said, oh, you know what, just, just call up admissions and, and see what they said. So I just, hang on one second. So I call up admissions and the girl picks up the phone. She, and I said, you know, I explained the situation. And I said, are you still giving tours? And you just want to see about the school? And she said, oh, yeah, you can come in. We're giving tours. And she asked me a few more questions. She said, oh, you know, what grade is he in? And, you know, and she says, I said, you know, we're thinking about applying. And she said, oh, well, we're doing second interviews right now. If wow. you get me all his information, all his application information, yeah. tomorrow I'll get you an interview. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, what? Okay. Yeah. I happened to have it from the last school we just looked at. So I got it all over to her right away. And she gets on the phone with me and she says, here, just hold on. I'm going to, I'm going to get the person who does the, the scheduling right now. Hold on. I'm, I'll Brilliant. put you on the phone. We're going to find, and they found us a, a spot mm-hmm. and it was, was in a couple days and we brought him over there and we took a tour and I, and now this school I had seen before and I rejected it. Because mm. because they split the genders in middle school for certain classes, and I didn't like that. I wanted the genders to be together, but they had so many other things. Right. That were like I didn't realize it would be perfect for him. Right. So and, so that element's really interesting. So I'm yeah. just writing this down because I think this is fascinating. There's an element here of trust, yes. openness, and willingness for it to yes. come in a way that you didn't expect. Right. Yes. Exactly. And and. You have, that's where you have to let it go. Yes. And, but what, so when we got there for the, with the, cause they interview the parents too, right? Yeah. So, and remember my intuition said to me, you know, call up your friend. Yeah, that's right. So when I, we got to the school, I said, oh, you know, I want to talk to that admissions person, you know, whoever talked to me, cause I wanted to thank her for getting us in so quickly. So nice of her. And they said, oh, she's not here anymore. So that was an amazing what? timing thing, right? That was a crazy oh, timing. Quit. Wow. She quit. So you rang so just really? at the right moment. But more than that, she'd only been there for two weeks. Crazy. So the timing of that is remarkable. So, yes. And that's, that's the way it works with the energy, with the, with the universe, and with your intuition yeah. saying, do this now, talk to that person, call up, this is it, this is the one. Right. So I'm going to call that miracles have. fluid action, fluid action. But I feel like when you do that, that action that, okay, I know that's the right thing and I feel it. So I'm going to take that action immediately. Like I'm sitting at a cafe. I'm going to look at the house now, that sort of thing. That comes from, like you said a moment ago, I can't remember the word. I keep thinking acceptance and surrender. When you let it go, you're accepting and surrendering. You're going, okay, I'm going to trust, I'm going to trust this process. And also I think it gets the brain out of the way. It gets your thinking out of the way for a minute. When you do that trust and surrender, now we need our minds to think and we need our minds to filter, but 
sometimes the mind, the thinking part of our mind can take over and like right. outshine your intuition and almost misdirect you at times, I think. And so part of, I think, the practice that maybe you're talking about is to do with being able to discern when it's time to think and be rational and use your logical, rational mind, and when it's time to just hear and act, to just trust and surrender. Yeah, I think there's a couple things in there, and you're absolutely Tell me. right. So, so first of all, the way, so the way intuition works is that we always have it. You know, it's actually in the right side of your brain. That's one of the things I discovered. It was really kind of cool, and I was able to figure out how to access that information. Because one of the things I discovered is that people are, that what people were talking about, about intuition and psychic experiences and abilities was really, they were talking about the experience, the, the way the right side of the brain works. And that's because I have a degree in psychobiology and I studied all of this in science and I realized, oh my gosh, they're talking about the right side of the brain. And if we understand how the right side of the brain talks and thinks and, and gives us information, you can look for that. Yes. And, when, and you can be more aware of it. Mm. Now, what's important is to practice being aware of it. And you do that through good intuition exercises, which I don't have the time to explain right now. But it's not too hard. And the, the thing is, once you understand that and are able to practice it, then you're able to recognize your intuition more easily as it's talking to you because it always talks to you. And tell the difference between it and your thinking. Now, one of the things is that's important to understand is that you can't turn your thinking off and you can't quiet it. You can't make it so it's completely silent. It's always going to talk to you. But, and so both of, the, both of them are talking to you at the same time. And the thinking is really what's going on and what we can, what our think would consider thinking is going on, on the left side of the brain. Yeah. So both sides of the brain are working at once. And it's like having two people talking to you at a party. Yeah, and <laughs> you you're like, well, who do I listen to? Mm. And if you understand, say, you know, one's a man and one's a woman, you can hear the difference in maybe the tone in their voice, or yeah. maybe let's say the woman is your best friend and she came to you to the party, and now this other guy's talking, and you know, you're you're you can you can discern her voice over his. Yes. Do you so think that's what do you think what the right brain do? voice is in the body a little more? Like you can feel so the right it in side the of body? the brain is the right side of the brain has several characteristics to it that is very much again, you know, connected to or or in parallel to what we think is intuition. So one of the things is the right side of the brain is actually more connected to our feelings. It's more innovated right. to our feelings, right. our physical body. And and you know, our whole body is, you know, certainly it's a whole network of, of nerves and, and a nervous system. You know, your gut has the same number of neurotransmitters and nerves in, in your gut, in your gut brain, than as you do in your, your, your head brain. And yes. so there's a lot of information there. So it's all about accessing that information. And the information is useful. Yes. So the right side of the brain thinks in a holistic way, what we call gestalt, which is it has the big picture understanding. Yes. Right. When you just know something, it thinks in pictures, symbols. So that's why dreams sometimes, you know, mm. we're, it's more easy. It's easier for us to hear or notice our intuition because we're asleep. And so we start to realize, oh, there's a lot of like weird symbols in that yeah. dream. 
So, which could be intuitive information. So, what we're doing when we're trying to make decisions, when we're trying to go out and pick, you know, how do I find the right apartment? How do I find the right school? Yeah. Is we can ask through the law of attraction, please bring me this is what I want. And, and this is part of the thinking. So we're going through our list, our checklist of who do I want? What kinds of characteristics do I want for a soulmate? What, where do I want to live? What are the things that I want? And that's thinking and that's totally okay. And we want that. We, you want yeah. to make that list. And, and then you go out and get more information. That's how we go and discover. So perhaps you are looking to move to another city. You may want to go visit it. Or you might want to Google about the city and you're looking yeah. at, you're getting information and the right, the left side of the brain, the thinking mind, that's great. That's what it does. Yeah. And as you're doing that, if you've developed your intuition and if you've de developed your ability to recognize things your right side of your brain is talking or your intuition or your psychic ability is telling you, it's all the same thing. Yeah. You can hear it. So as you're going through this information, it's talking to you. It yes. might say, I don't, that, that street doesn't feel good to me. Right. Right. Or, or that, you know, or that person kind of gives me a little funny feeling. Yeah. And, or maybe I heard a word as, you know, if I, if you're looking down, maybe you're looking at several cities and you look at, you're looking down a list of cities that you're thinking of moving to. And you hear, as you go through each one, you hear, no. <laughs> you know, yeah. Or well, sometimes you know. I feel like sometimes I get a sense of connection with members of my family that have passed away. I've had that experience before where I've been to a place and I've felt mm -hmm. like my grandmother's there or, you know, and that, that's a sense. And it's like, that makes no sense logically. Right. But right. intuitively it absolutely makes sense to me. It feels like my grandmother had a certain resonance or vibe, if you like. And then if I go to a place and I feel that similar resonance or vibe, then mm -hmm. I attribute that to my grandmother and I say, it feels like my grandmother here. And then that feels like an intuitive piece of information. Well, yes, and I agree. And, and, and it is. And so your intuition is a tool. It's a, it's a conduit, if you will, or, or a medium by which you gather this information, you're getting yes. this information. Access, that's how like I, you say. I yes. I, I, yes. Yeah, I, that's kind of the way I define it. And so it's going to pick up information that's in this energy of all, right? So yeah. So I believe that this energy continues to exist. It's not created nor destroyed. Yeah. The people continue to live on they, in, in some form of energy, whatever that might be. So, yeah. so we, we call it a spirit. We call it consciousness. And yeah, I believe those that. those are the things that you can connect into. And, you know, if they are there and with you, you're, you're able to sense and feel in, intuitively them yeah. being there. Or, or sometimes it's, you know, for, it might be, it might be the energy they've left behind as well. I mean, we do this all the time, but we, yes. there was one time I was doing a house clearing for a friend and she's, so the way I do it is I'll go around the house and I'll sense the energy mm. and see what I feel as I go around the periphery, the inside of the house. And I told her, I said, you know, there's something here in this, this part of the living room that doesn't yeah. feel good. Yeah. And it, it, it's only here. And, you know, it feel it doesn't, it, it makes me uncomfortable. It makes me feel a little sad. 
And yeah. she said, oh, that was the previous owner. Without you, that's where he used to sit all the time. Oh. And he was not a happy person. Oh, yeah. He was depressed. Yeah. And he, and he'd be there all day and all yeah. day. So we definitely so we leave, leave energy, energy behind. Yeah. Mm. And that's, that's what I think you're talking about. And um, also epigenetics. We carry energy from our ancestors in our cells, right? Mm-hmm. We carry coding mm-hmm. in our bodies. And I feel like like attracts like. So if you have a sense of something in your body, like a sense of your culture, a sense of your ancestry in your body, mm-hmm. when you go somewhere and it feels like that, you recognize a resonance, right? You recognize it. You go, oh, that's familiar. Sure. And I know that sure. feeling sort of thing. Yeah. And, and yeah. I love that we have those markers in a way in us. Yeah, and it's, yeah, sometimes it's, nice it's difficult. Like that's, that's mm-hmm. what a trigger is too, right? It's something in the present reminding us of something in the past. So that can also be a psychological trigger or an emotional trigger or, you it know. It can be. And I, that, that's yeah. where it gets confusing, right? And that's why right. like, well, I don't know the difference between me and my intuition yes. or my thinking and my wishing, my wishful yes. thoughts or am yes. I making it up? And that's where the training comes in. The practice. You know, this yes. is one of the things that you have to practice and work at it. And, and you know, and that's what I discovered, mm. it, you know, because people always say, well, intuition is a skill and you can develop it and you can work yeah. at it and, and strengthen it like a muscle. I was like, well, what does that mean? You know, yeah. how do you do how that? How do you do that? Yeah. <laughs> and, and, but I discovered, I, I figured out how to do that. And, and one of the things I really disliked about people teaching about intuition was that it was always vague and it was always like, okay, well, you get to the really good stuff. It's like you prepare, you center yourself, you turn the lights down, you, you know, you calm your mind and then you connect to spirit. Yeah. What does that message. mean? And I was like, well, what does yeah. that mean? I don't understand yeah. that. So, but again, <laughs> discovering that what they're talking about, the way things come, the experience that we have of intuition Mm-hmm. is through, again, a thought, but either a, a, a knowing or it could be a thought with a few words because the right side of your brain doesn't have any language capability. So it's not right. going to be talking to you with a lot of words. It's not going to be talking to you the way I talk to you. It's not going to be yabbering at you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It is. It has no ego. So it's mm-hmm. not going to put you down. It's not going to criticize you. It's not going to tell you that you're doing right or wrong. And it's not. it has no doubt or worry. So it's not going to, oh, what if this happens or what mm. people get to think? That's all thinking. All these things are mm. thinking. It feels expansive rather than contractive. It feels, yes, it feels in the now because yeah. it's in the now. The yeah. right side of the brain doesn't know anything about the past or the future. Beautiful. It's only in the now, which is wonderful because that's kind of like a, the, the state of being at one with God is, you know, mm. it really a focus of being in the now, which then... Well, then it goes beyond that. It's being like, present you know, and, and, and enlightened. <laughs> yeah, not, uh, not abiding by the rules of time. Right. You know, so as the, you say, it's are... outside of time. Yeah. Yes, and exactly. And, and, so, and so they're very clear characteristics. Again, intuition can talk, can t- talk to you in images and symbols. So you mm. might get a stop sign pops in your, you know, in your mind. You see it. And that obviously can mean stop. Yeah. And so, so when you start recognizing it, looking for those things, mm. it might, and it, it's not wordy, it might be just a, you know, a few words like, you know, this is it. Mm. This it's is usually quite clear. And, and it's sort of the language of the soul is the way I think about it sometimes. You know, it's like this part of ourselves that speaks a different language. And 
I love the way you're explaining it so clearly. Mm-hmm. It makes it feel very clear. And, and a is. lot of the time, like you say, it's not often described in that way. And I guess that's your mastery. That's your... Well, this is how we figured it out. Yeah. Because when I started, I was not intuitive at all. Right. And I thought, well, I am going to try to figure this out and master it. And so I studied, you know, I looked at the science. I had, you know, the background in psychobiology mm-hmm. and science doesn't want to, you know, really go into it. I think it's a, a cultural thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I went into metaphysical sciences and I, you know, and I, and I was like, I'm going to be open and I just like, you know, manifesting. I'm yeah. going to be open and yeah. really see what this is. I'm going to research it and go. You know, I'm going to go, it, it seems to be more in the, the woo-woo world, so I'm going to go and see what the woo-woo world yeah. is all about. So what is this sure. psychic development? What is this tarot card reading? What is this mediumship? And I studied all of it, and I started to realize, oh, this is what's going on. And I put that together with the science. Now, it doesn't mean that people ask me, well, where do you think the information comes from if it's all just science? And it's, that, doesn't, that doesn't exclude the ability or the concept that what we're getting is that we're connecting and we're getting information from our angels, from our guides, from our higher self, from our soul. We don't know the Akashic records. It's, it's because some of this information is there's no way that we could either have figured it out or yeah. it seems to be divine. And so that's great. Yeah. I love that all together. so much. We put it all together. Now the science and the spirit, yeah. spirituality are one in one, all in one, and it makes sense. And so that's how I look at it. Yeah, But what's great is that I was able to create a step-by-step process, a technique, if you will, to be able to access your intuition on demand when you want, anytime you want, and get detailed and accurate information from it without waiting and sitting there in nature or just waiting for, quote, spirit to come to give you something. Yeah. But that's what we want because you can't use something if you can't access it and you can't call it up when you need it on what you need. Right. And, and I love that so much. Thing. Yeah. I can't wait. It's, so you're, you're going to come in and speak to the members of my membership, the Soul Mama membership. And I cannot wait to hear more about this. We're going to learn this from you soon. And absolutely, what's so beautiful about what you're talking about is that there is a very clear path to utilize and access this information without the need to completely explain that. Because I feel like there's something I've learned about from Native American cultures. A friend of mine lives in New Mexico. Many, many years ago, she went and she married a medicine man and lived on the land. She's still there from Australia. And she taught me some really simple things about her practice. And one of the things she mentioned was the concept of the great mystery. And Mm. from my understanding in Native American cultures, there is the grandfather, the grandmother, and the great mystery. And Mm. I can't explain it because I don't know enough about it, but just the concept seems so compelling because it speaks to that idea that we don't need to explain everything to be able to acknowledge it or access it or be a part of it. And I absolutely mm-hmm. carried that with me because I feel mm-hmm. like our Western brains really seek to pin things down and explain them and almost yeah. dull them. And actually, there is so much wisdom in mystery. There is so much beauty when we can commit mm-hmm. to. I don't know, so I'm open, you know, and the stories you mentioned, there was this moment in each story and mine as well, where you go, well, I've tried everything, so I give up, you know, and that sort of, I don't know what to do. And that, I don't know, that moment of mystery and acceptance and surrender of I'm not fully in control and Mm -hmm. I'm going to now let it, I'm going to let it go and I'm going to give it to God or however you want to say that. And that's the moment 
that opens you up to receive Mm -hmm. the real intuition, the real wisdom, the real instruction from this mysterious source that we don't fully understand. And nor do I believe we are meant to fully understand, you know, like it's it's cool. I think that you could always be open to your intuition, but I think what it does is it allows for the manifestation to to come to you. So, and, and I think that we're, you know, we are, and so what the, where the intuition comes into all of this is is that it may not be this is it this is the one not always it, is be, it? it may be stepwise and and that's really how life works it might be okay you, you know you need go go read this magazine yeah. and then you're reading it and you say oh you know that that looks like an interesting class. I don't know what that has to do, and you don't realize that it has to do with I, you know I'm, 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 I'm trying to decide where to move, right? So then you go to the class, and then you find out that there's a the person that you're sitting next to has all this wonderful information about the place you want to move to. So it's it's not always a direct thing, and they're often steps to get, especially mm. for big goals, right? Yeah, and yeah, goals, yeah. We always want the lottery. We want I know. what's going to happen. We want to go straight there now. Yeah. And, and it doesn't work that way. But you, but with your, so I think if you develop your intuition skill, yeah, and there, and, and th- a lot of people do this, which, and, and this is why they fail, is it's like, okay, I learned one thing I'm going to, and I'm going to look for that. You know, now I'm going to look yeah. for the picture in my head. And they don't practice, they don't learn the technique, and then it doesn't work. Yeah. Or they might learn the technique, and then they go try to use it on a big life problem or situation, yeah. and it doesn't work. And that's like mm-hmm. learning how to, trying to learn how to ski, and then immediately you get on the expert, you know, double black, double diamond, black trail, and you fall. Yeah. Because you can't just go from here to here. You have to work at it and get better and better at it. And but mm-hmm. it does work. And when it does, it changes your life. Absolutely. You are and just as you were said, we're co creators, right? So you yeah. know, you can trust that you're always going to get the information that you need. You're going to have you're gonna have solace, you're gonna be cared for, you're going to be taken care of, and you will be you will know the right way to go. Yeah, and, and that's and not the always more easy. You do, Mm. Well, the more you do, the better it gets. And yes. yeah, and what the not easy part is, obstacles that may be or or mm-hmm. things happen because that's how mm-hmm. life is for whatever mm-hmm. reason. Mm-hmm. And but it helps you get through the really hard things in life because yes. you know that you're going to be guided to a better spot, a better place, or getting yeah. through what you need to get through. Because we all, right? That's the Buddhists say this. Yeah, that's what life is in suffering. Uh, mm-hmm. I like to think, okay, it's a little suffering, and then you know a lot of great manifestation. But, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> but, but your intuition's there. It's a gift given to you for you to to use and to develop. And the reason why we haven't developed it is because it's not part of our culture. Yes. So we don't know. It's a thing we don't know about. And when you learn about it, and you know how to handle, it, you know how to access it. Yeah. It is amazing what it yeah. can do for you. I agree. And then you I manifest. Totally agree. You manifest crazy, amazing yeah. things in your life. Yeah. And I, I feel like there's two analogies I use for that beautiful image you painted of following the steps, that it's not always the big thing straight away. And I use two analogies for that. One is you follow the breadcrumbs, but the other I really like at the moment is following like string lights. You know those string mm, lights? I love that. Oh, and I feel like you get a little, little, but it's over here. So you go next step and then it's like, oh, it's over here. And the little light lights up and you go next step. And it's like following a set of string lights. 
to your destination. You know, isn't and that I life? think life, life is a string of beautiful little life. Yeah. And like sort of falling in love with that process. And like you say, practicing that. And this is something, mm-hmm. you know, I hear from lots of mentors at the moment is that when we're totally and very, particularly female mentors, that when we're 100% goal oriented, we miss the best bits. We miss the best bits, which is yeah. the process. And that's really the gold yeah. is the process. And I think when I started in business with my membership, then I, I felt like I had to make it, you know, a thousand people straight away. Like I had, I wanted to go viral. I was like, this is the only mm-hmm. way it can work. And now I've become much more comfortable, even love, in love with the process, the slow process, the one in which I build and I build and I build and I slowly grow. And, you know, that allows me to actually expand in a way that is sustainable and it's much more natural. Yeah, and I love it. Right, that's the Eastern philosophy, right? It's not even... Because oftentimes we get to the end, we get to the quote goal, and then we're mm. not happy. Because that the it? Next thing. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and we forget that there were these beautiful things along the way. Yeah. And ultimately that's what life is about. It's, it's right. the, it's the living. It's the magic in the in mundane. And it's this beautiful mm. conversation you and I are having and thinking, yeah. you know, and, and that's one of those little gems that how, what a joy it is to be able to do that and recognize that. I'm yes. having fun right now. You ever go on vacation <laughs> and you're and you're so busy? I had to do this, got to be running all over the place, and then and yeah, you do enjoy it, but you're not enjoying it at the time. You only enjoy it after. Yeah. When you're looking at the pictures, you go, "Oh, that was so fun!" And it's like, "Well, why yeah. didn't I enjoy it when I was there?" It's a bit like motherhood. How much more. <laughs> yes, it's exactly like motherhood. <laughs> you know, it's just mm. like that. And yeah. you know, and then you turn around, and your son is 25 years old, and my son is 25 years old today. My gosh, happy yeah, birthday absolutely. to your son. Yeah, that is amazing. Well Isn't done. It? Yes. Happy yeah. birthday to Christopher. Oh, and, uh, Christopher. and I tell you, that was his his birth was like crazy. Mm. And it, it, the short story of that is he basically was was born after I had a medical evacuation out of a third world country. Oh my so, gosh. Uh, yeah. That, so, you know, those one of those things. It's like, you know, talk about obstacles in your life. Yeah. So, you know, that whole experience was one of the worst. And one of the best in my in my life. Oh my gosh! And, and so, how do you get through it? And and one of the things that got me through it was my faith in something beyond me, in God. Mm-hmm. My mm-hmm. and my knowing my intuition is there to to guide me, and then knowing I'm the I'm not all in control. That's right. That something greater than me is going to take care of me, and mm-hmm. it was the the scariest thing in my life. <laughs> I bet. Um, it, but. I got through it and the things that came out of even in the experience of doing it, you know, there, there are things that we get in this life that are so valuable in every moment that we have. And, you know, that's, that's important too. It is. And that, that beauty, like we're talking about the magic in the mundane, you know, like we often can overlook the ordinary moments and there's a lot of power when we can become present. And I think, all of the things we've talked about have had a lot to do with that. That seems to be the theme of my week or month or year. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> my life, right? But this, that this for the whole world right now. Yeah, what is going oh, on? <laughs> so oh let's God. get present. Like, let's not distract yeah, what's or, important or in life, right? diffuse or, or move away from the truth. Let's come back to the authentic reality of our existence. And this is 
like a trend in marketing as well, you know, authenticity and and all this kind of thing. And it's like a zeitgeist. Zeitgeist is something that is just in the air at, at any given moment and gets picked up in popular culture and people tap into it and it's like becomes a common message at a particular time. And you'll see it come out in movies, in books, in, you know, and this seems to be the zeitgeist at the moment is Mm -hmm. this movement towards authenticity and realness and no longer pretending or distracting, you know, and I think. Uh, That is a message for me. It's so powerful, isn't it? It is. It is the message. All right. So you are a messenger for me because that was a huge theme for me in this last month. Me too. And coming out, I'm coming out of the woo closet, everybody. As you can see, I'm I'm very woo, and I'm I not. Think I and, need and to as well. Time. Yeah, no, this is like huge. It was like a huge revelation for me a couple of weeks ago. It's, wow. And what it was about was that I realized, oh my god, I'm a, I have imposter syndrome. But it's not. It's not that I feel I'm in, I'm an imposter in doing what I'm doing. It's that what I show to the world is not who I am. Oh yes, not who baby. I am inside. Yeah, and and that is cheating me. But and then yeah. I realized why. I'm okay, doing, and, why? And it was. It's because I'm because I'm a person of color, mm-hmm. and that that has been. But you know, I'm not black, right? Uh, and that being Chinese in America or just Chinese, you know, where where you're a minority. Yeah, it, it's it's a it's an experience that that for me was difficult in a lot of ways yeah and you know more the, the classic but also i didn't realize what it how it changed my personality yep this is and how looking out through my eyes you know when you look through your eyes you don't see yourself nope i know what you so mean so i didn't see myself you know i was the i was the ugly duckling i didn't mm. see myself Yes. As Chinese, I didn't. I saw myself as white because mm. everybody around me was white, <laughs> and I, you know, I look down. My hands don't look black; yeah. they look a little different. But you know, I yeah. so. But at the same time, people treated me differently. Of course, they do, and, and it's so powerful. I had to change so that I. And that's part of why I I think I'm very sensitive to people mm-hmm. is because I had to. I want. I I had to change myself so that. I wouldn't get hurt. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and then hide a lot of, you know, and, and manage my own sensitivities. So, yeah. So I presented a, a persona that I thought was acceptable to the world. I still do. I still catch myself yep. constantly, <laughs> yeah. constantly trying to hide the, the true me, the true things that I love, that I love to share, that who I am, what I do, yeah. what I believe in. Yep. Because I'm afraid. And I know it's a common thing. I, I think a lot of us feel that way. Yep. Me and, too. You know, that was, this was my experience. And I, I think, you know, for whatever reason, God gave me this experience or I gave, maybe I chose myself. I'm sure I did. I chose my, my soul chose this to, to grapple with it for whatever reason, but it's my experience. And, you know, I think that, that the, the beauty of life is overcoming the things that hold us back or that we don't like. I mean, one mm. of the one of the main goals I've always had in my life since I was seven or eight years old was to be the best person I could be. Yeah, me too. However that works. Me too. I so relate to what you just said. Thank you so much for sharing that, by the way, Lisa. Oh, that was a really thanks. beautiful, heartfelt share. And I, I want to acknowledge you for that because that's 
powerful I'm, stuff. Thank you for saying so. Powerful. Uh, and it's hard uh, for me to say. I know. I, I can feel I that. I have decided this is the year that I'm going to come out and be me. So now you're inspiring me. So we just have a little inspiration party here, right? Because Yeah, we should. See? So I, I think we may need Gems to be like alignment buddies or something because I honestly yeah, relate so much to what you're saying in the sense that I have a culture. So I, I totally pass as white. I think so anyway. But my heart, <laughs> my heart is not because I have a different background. I have a Jewish cultural background and mm -hmm. there's so much shame, you know history. Yes. So I'm certainly not a person of color and I'm not claiming to be, but I, my, my heart isn't the classic, the conceptual white either because of my yes. history, right? So totally I have that. this strange kind of thing where I did experience racism growing up and I did experience mm -hmm. othering and feeling different. And like I say, not the same as being visibly different, but it's an interesting thing that happens when you feel different on the inside as well. You kind of split in two, you know. So totally. So, so I sort of have this part of me that I keep very secret. That's to do with mm. my culture. It's to do with our history of genocide. It's to do with all sorts of things, you know. That I've kind mm. of decided that it would just be simpler if I put that part of me away, you know. And I feel yeah. sad saying this, but. Now I'm starting to realize, you know, I turned 51 this week and I'm starting to realize that, thank you. And I'm starting <laughs> to realize that these parts of me that I've put away, yes, I had to do that for a reason, but I actually started thinking about researching more about my culture and, you know, I did a bat mitzvah, yeah. I did lots of things. I know a lot about my culture, but I don't really practice it because I'm not religious. And so mm -hmm. I feel like I've just gone, no. You know, mm -hmm. and, and actually now it's time to bring it back. It's time to go, okay, I'm going to reintegrate these parts of myself because that myself, myself, because it's a beautiful, absolutely beautiful part of my history, of my upbringing, yeah. of incredible thing that my family has given me that I have learned very, very effectively to push away and hide because it seemed easier and because I was taught very early on that it was kind of unacceptable and and not good and you know to be mm. to be shunned I guess and what does it so, say about yourself right okay so right. now I'm taught this right and I think you know and I and I think I think I would have to probably say that a lot of us you know experience this in, in I one think way so. or another I and, think so and you know for you it was Judaism and and I know exactly what you're saying you know because the 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 culture that I grew up that was predominant around me was Jewish and, really? and I have a lot of Jewish friends and my best cool. friend, my best friend is Jewish. She didn't know she that's was cool. Jewish until she was 17. Wow. That's amazing. That's, <laughs> and, and that's but, not but uncommon. That's mm. No, it isn't. It, and you know, they changed her father changed his name yep. and all survival. This. So exactly. But I, and I think it, 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 it cuts very deep because it's all about you. And identity, like the way that we split who ourselves. Yeah. Who are we? And also, like you, like you touched on, the effect of all of that has been certainly for me that I haven't been able to show up 100% me. I've, I've kind of been, you know, mostly, mostly, but not entirely giving the gifts I have to give. And if you believe, as I do, that the ultimate goal, really the ultimate purpose of life is to serve, 
You know, ultimately it's to share the gifts you have. If you can't because you've hidden them, it, you're only really showing up as half of who you are and only giving half of what you have to give, you know. So yeah, that's exciting that we can now go, it all is. right, let's bring it out and let's give it 100%. And I think you know? it goes beyond that. It goes beyond that because it's like, don't we want to be who we are? Yeah, of course. Well, it's actually us? It's traumatic not to. Just, so like right? the Just work. Just be you, yourself. Be you. Yeah. yeah. And, and and we have such trouble with that because yeah. of whatever reason. And and yeah. then, you know, I was shocked to find out that I was not sure. I knew I was hiding things, but I didn't mm. realize how yeah. it went into everything I did. Things mm. I said, things I mm-hmm. shared with people, things I, clothes I wore, you know, what I do in my work. Yeah, what I talk about and things that I didn't even realize that I didn't say because I was afraid. Yeah, yeah, it's so true. And so, look, welcome to the unboxable universe. This is what happens on this podcast. I cannot explain it, but it's definitely often ends up with conversations a bit like this, where we go, okay, we've we've had a box, and now we're moving beyond that box. You know, it's what you and I are both talking about. And I really believe it's what we're here to do, what a lot of us are here to do at the present time, at the present moment, is to really examine the boxes we found ourselves in and how we can move beyond them into our really authentic existence, you know, and not authentic in a like just kind of popular word sense, but authentic in a true, deep, real sense, like whatever that means for you personally. So I am so grateful that you've come and spoken with me today. Thank Lisa. you. I'm grateful it's such that a great you had me. We had this conversation. <laughs> it really is touching me. And it's like, wow. Yeah. You know, and it's get you giving me a chance to be me and yeah. in a safe space and in a way that it helped you and it encouraged me. See, that's the part of the mm. practice. See, it helps all of us. That and everything's that's right. right. Yeah. That's right. We need to Love do this. That. We all need to do this, don't we? So thank you. I'm sending you oodles of love on your son's oh, 25th you. birthday. How very exciting. So yeah. And I can't wait to welcome you into the membership next month and have you and host you. And also tell us, how can people find you, Lisa? How can people find you and your beautiful work? Uh, well, the best thing you can, you know, if you guys are interested in getting a little taste of what I talked about today and what I teach, I have a, a free guide on how to make decisions with your intuition. You can just go to lisakintuition.com. So right. That's Lisa K with, with you know, L-I-S-A-K intuition.com. And then just sign up and you're going to get my, it's a it's a, a little freebie, short little PDF. And it start it goes a little more deeply into what we talked about today. And I'm Great. always around online. So please come say hello, send me a note. I'd love to hear from you. That'd be great. And I know you'll get some interest there because this has been a power-packed conversation. And, you know, both Lisa and I, I'm sure we'd love to hear from you. If this has touched you in some way, please find us and look at the show notes and write a message in the reviews and, and tell us how you feel. We'd love to hear it. And Lisa, I will see you very soon. Thank you yeah, for being thanks. here. Thank you so much for having me. Bye now. This podcast is produced independently and made just for you. So if you have enjoyed it, please do leave me a review and you can put in the review a request for a topic or even a nomination for a particular guest if you would like me to interview someone in particular. Thank you so much for your support. If you really love it, uh, you can also share it and subscribe to it and follow it. See you soon.